Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy DJ Omanaya, The Union, A Boogie with the Hoodies official tour DJ, and you're now watching the Kicks and Shit Show right now. I'm here, man. Tune in. What's good, everybody? We are back. It is your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby. Episode 71 of the Kicks and Shit Show. So I am going to ask you a question. We, we usually do this thing where we... Oh, we're getting right into it this morning. Okay. Well, well you know, we, we do a thing where it's like, what's going on in those streets? Um, you have an Alabama Crimson Tide shirt on. <laughs> Roll I, I feel like during our pre-show, you were holding back on commenting on today's So, bit. are you in the state of Alabama right now? No, I am not. Okay, you are not. Next question. <laughs> you're like, next question, Senator. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're at, a, you're at a, like a Senate committee, like a hearing about like <laughs> ethics violations. Yes, you're on. Next question. Uh, were you in the state of Alabama at any point in the past 48 hours? Why, yes, Gerard, I was. I'm glad that you asked. 
Roll Tide. What were you doing in the state of Alabama? So, as you know, I love football. I love to travel for football, and I love experiencing new stadiums because I'm a bit of a game presentation nerd. Um, I love to see the way that different teams yeah. put on a show. Gabby ain't even there for the game, folks. She's there for the presentation of no, what... I have both. I mean, I'm there for football because I love football, but for those who don't know, in my past life, I was very involved in game presentation for a bunch of major sports teams. I've had many lives. Feel free to DM me about it. would love to chop it up. But... I geek out over the way that teams put on a show, the traditions, the fans, like as someone who went to a D3 school, I find D1 football fascinating. And I'm from New Jersey. It's not like mm-hmm. I grew up in Coach Kilmer's varsity. Look at you. Look at you throwing it back to, to Coach Kil- Bud Kilmer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I Shout to John Boyd. Angry football, not so great. You know, we were 500 by senior year, which was the best record we had in a while. So for me, as a big fan of the sport, I love experiencing the way that teams do what they do. First time in Alabama, shocking to probably nobody. But, you know, let me tell you. My iPhone may or may not have some extra country music on it after this week. <laughs> oh, boy. You were indoctrinated by the folks in Tuscaloosa, were you? <laughs> Roll time. I just think, as someone who's like an NFL fan, and I always hear about like college is amazing. I've been to one college football game in my life, and it was a USC-Stanford game, which was amazing. But it was at like Giant Stadium, was it? Or did you, or no, no, or you saw it in LA? California. Okay. I saw it in LA, yes. Um it was amazing but there's there's something like that's magical and i like understand when erin talks about the fog and her rock chalk it's just a different vibe but it was so amazing like it's like going to your favorite team's game but it's all home fans yes so it is the the i want to be very careful about this because you know i generally have a problem with person who you know College is better than pro. Like that person, like I, I, I generally don't get along with that person at all. Um, I understand what they mean, though. It isn't that the actual product, the game is not better, clearly, right? Because professionals are better than collegiate people at, at sport. But it's about the pageantry and the all the other accoutrements that go along with the game. That is what the people are talking about. The thing that taps into a part of their soul and that part of fandom, particularly in college football, particularly college football in the South, right? Um, because it's like damn near religion down there. And for so many people, especially in Alabama, there is no pro team in Alabama. Roll Crimson Top, that is the team, right? So everyone who lives in that community, that's who we support. There is no, like here in New York, we got the Giants, the Jets, you got, you got, I mean, you got Buffalo if you want to go up north, right? I mean, there's, you got choices out here. You got choices and split up fandom and you have transplants and, you know, not a whole lot of transplants in Tuscaloosa, right? Like, I'm not saying there aren't any, but Tuscaloosa is mainly people who, you know, born and raised in Alabama and they feel a certain type of way about their Crimson Tide. And so I think all of that energy, you were feeling all of that while you were there. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the way that they, that the fans engage, like in the student section with the flags, with everything, it like, it felt like to me, the closest thing I've experienced is a Knicks playoff game where like the energy is up. There's a lot on the line. The game itself was really great. I think the experience leading up to the game was great. You know, we had to experience some yellow hammer drinks that 
in the quad, which, you know, I felt like Grandma Gabby over here, <laughs> you know, but it, it was cool to see out with the, the way that other places, uh, no, not so much, um, way too old for that. Apparently, white ankle boots are very big in the South. This Wh- was a learning. White, white ankle boots? White ankle boots, yes. Mm-hmm. Very different style, so, mm-hmm. you know, New York. And it, it is October, and we're wearing white dogs. ankle boots. Okay. Yeah, they were, the outfits were fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard that a lot of girls wear dresses to the game, which, mm-hmm. you know, not, not that life. Uh, um, true, true statement, yes, especially Southern, Southern games. But I do respect it, yes. And I think, like, seeing the, the tradition, and I just want to say on the record, I'm not becoming a bandwagon fan this T-shirt. <laughs> is because I get T-shirts every stadium and every experience that I go to. I'm a T-shirt girl, as you all know. But I did appreciate the way that the game was played on and off the field. It's okay. a great experience. Right, Highly well. recommend it. I give it a 10. Billy Bob. And I will say you have to have the fried moon pie. That was my southern wow. delicacy. Fried moon yeah. it just sounds like all types of disaster. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm a little puffy today, still recovering from that. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> no, I'm glad you got to experience uh SEC football and you know in, in, enjoy your time down there. Um up in these parts, although not just in these parts, but all I guess the rest those of the, parts. Yeah, the, tell me about your parts, Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> we are, you know, media week uh, has happened in the NBA. Training camps have concluded. Preseason has begun already. So, you know, I'm I'm immersed in that. Um, so, you know, it's obviously a little different vibe, right? Um, figuring out, all right, what's planning out the season? What are we doing here? When's All-Star break coming? You know, figuring... Pl- You're already looking forward to All-Star break and the season hasn't even started yet to arrive. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just plotting my calendar out to be like, all right, what is happening? What are, where, where are we going this season? Um, we still have COVID to be concerned about, so I ain't going to be going to all kinds of stadiums, but, you know, or arenas, excuse me, but I'll be, you know, I'll be around checking out these NBA streets. Looking forward to the start of the season. Of course, it's always like, it's like the first day of school. That's what I would say media week is like, everybody's happy to see each other. Everybody's in love. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, talk to me like in December, like, or January. But I have to ask you though, (laughs) does it feel like there hasn't been that much of a break? I mean, I feel like NBA season just ended. To me, I'm like, wow, we have an all year long NBA this year in 2021. If you think about it, Thank you, the gift of COVID has a positive impact. (laughs) At least somewhere. Think about this, Gabby. In the last 12 calendar months, we will have gone through parts of three different NBA seasons. That is mm-hmm. insane. In 12 Bananas. months. Parts of three seasons, right? Because remember, the, 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 the COVID interrupted season, right, literally ended in the fall last year. And then we came right back in December for season two, which just completed uh, in July. <laughs> And now here we are, October back for season three. Like I mean, that's it's that's a lot. It's a lot of basketball. Wow. And the one thing that I think you know, not to bring a damper on it, that it concerns me as it did from the beginning, are injuries, man. Like just like we saw last year, we're gonna see more. Like that is a lot of basketball in a compressed amount of time. And again, this is you, these ligaments, and yeah, we always think of these guys as superhuman or whatever. And sure, they are to an extent, but they're human beings. Like. Those legs and those ligaments and those joints only have so many wear and tear in them, right? Has so much in them. And, you know, this continued pressure on it is going to be a lot. Particularly if we talk about the upper echelon of the league, who those guys are older now. This is year 19 for LeBron, year 14 or whatever for KD. Like, it's 
we're talking about years, man. This ain't, you know, all right, I'm a rookie. This is year two. No, 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 no. These guys have been doing this for a long time. So taking care of their bodies is going to be premium and paramount. This, I mean, as it always is, but really this season. Oh, there you are. You're back. You disappeared. <laughs> back like I never left. <laughs> the beauties of traveling, you guys. Um, but no, I agree. And I think this season is... It's wild. I mean, I know if I were to play that much basketball, I wouldn't be able to move for a month and a half, let alone like at the level that they're playing at. And I feel like pressure is higher than ever. Like LeBron has stacked up the Lakers that in any other year, that would be an Olympic team. Let's be honest. Right. And he's not the only one that's stacking up in this time. So I think this new NBA that's a race for a championship um, like a one and done, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Absolutely. Like they're going to feel the impact of that this year for sure. Yeah. And, you know, think about Milwaukee, right? They went, Milwaukee and Phoenix went deep into the, to the championship round, right? And M- Milwaukee winning it. Like, and then Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday going to the Olympics, Devin Booker as well from Phoenix. Like those guys, it's a lot of, it's like, so it, it anticipates some guys being a little tired to start this season. And I think uh, load management and sort of resting your your stars and your big guys are going to be premium this season. Really planning out, all right, we're not playing all these games because ultimately we know what matters are the 16 wins that you need come May, right, for, for, for the championship when playoffs start. Absolutely. I think the thing that I appreciate the most, and I know this is a little bit of a, a sidetrack here, is we're also in WNBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. talk about you as much, but... First of all, there's been some amazing basketball. Indeed. Before, but like, I love the way that the NBA teams and players have been like, they need to have some time. Let's push back our schedule. I to agree. me, that's a changing of the tides, and it's beautiful to see. Like, these women are playing at the most elevated level of their game as well and could probably school most men off the court. Um and just like the way that the games have been so close have been really amazing. So I love seeing the camaraderie that I think was really developed because of the bubble and the wobble and mm-hmm, that kind of mm-hmm. like joint partnership there. So it's. Oh, folks, Gabby is having technical difficulties today, but she and- is. Oh, you're back. You're back. I was going to say, you are talking about the, the the Chicago Sky, the Connecticut Sun, the Phoenix Mercury, the Las Vegas Aces, right? All involved in, like, excellent series right now, playing good ball. Um, the other thing is, you mentioned these women and how excellent they are at ball. You know, it, it doesn't need to be said, but I'm going to say it anyway. All you dudes that play at, like, 24-hour fitness and whatever in your little pickup leagues and think you all that, nah, fam. Nah. 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 You got nothing. Like you got nothing. You got nothing for these ladies. Okay, like they will school you. Uh, so shouts to the to the WNBA uh, in there, deep in their playoffs, heading towards the championship round. Well, folks, stay tuned because we have a special guest from the world of music who is also a sneakerhead and and enjoys uh, enjoys the culture. We're looking forward to talking to him. So stay tuned. Peace. What's good, y'all? We are back, and Gabby, we are not alone. We are joined by DJ Sneakerhead, uh, all-around man of the New York City streets, Mr. DJ Obaniah. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? How you guys doing? We are good. Thank you for uh, joining us today. We're really excited to have you. Thanks um, for having me. Of course, this is something I always want to know from DJs. Like, When did you realize, all right, man, DJing is my thing. 
I want to get crowds and people to lose their shit when I put music on. <laughs> um, the way it started for me was uh, pretty much I just loved music. And then I was introduced to the DJing aspect of music. Um, and, you know, already being a music lover, it was like, you know what, why not play it? And as a music lover, I think everybody who loves music thinks they can DJ. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I started. And then, you know, eventually I learned about different genres of music and, you know, just branched off into a bunch of stuff. And, you know, just DJing just took off, you know, in the teenage years. Yeah. And so coming up, who were some of your musical influence, like music that you were like, you know, I mean, obviously being in New York, of course, birthplace of hip hop. What were some artists right. that you were like, yo, this, these are my dudes coming up? Um, I listened to a lot of Tribe Called Quest, mm -hmm. Jungle Brothers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like that kind of stuff, De La Soul. Mm -hmm. um, and then, to be honest, I started DJing off of house music. Okay. So I was DJing a lot of house music, that. like, yeah, back in the days. And, and so that's how pretty much I learned how to beat match and okay. blend and all that stuff. And how, who were some of your early mentors in, in the DJ game? Um, well... I literally only had one mentor uh, coming up. His name was DJ G Storm. Okay. That's who taught me how to DJ. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to play baseball together, and he was like three, four years older than me, but he had equipment. And he was like, yo, you ever like DJed? I was like, nah. I didn't even know what it was, really. <laughs> and then, um, you know, after practice, his mom would cook lunch for like a few of the guys. We would go to his crib, hang out, and he was like, yo, everybody come to the room. And he had vinyl, he had turntables. It was like, what the hell? <laughs> so then, you know, that's how everything started. For the kids listening, vinyl is uh, what? There before right. CDs and before. 12 inch CDs. records. Yes. <laughs> got some here. Got today. <laughs> yes. The, uh, and, and I was going to go way back and be like, kids, that came out after eight tracks. And. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh well, I love that. And I think, you know, I totally agree with you in the sense where everyone who thinks that they have good taste in music, you know, a.k.a. DJ Frozenthal over here. <laughs> right. It's, I get it all the time. Booping the crowd. Yeah. And I, I think love like, music. Play this. I'm telling you, they're going to go crazy. I'm like, nah. Play Despacito. Hey, play Despacito. <laughs> I feel like, though, there's a vibe that you create to Gerard's point, what you were saying before. Tell right. us more about how style and your personal style like, comes into play, because I think that's part of the vibe, right? Like, you're not going to show up in, like, a tie. Nah. And, right, right. So, for me, it's like, you got to read the room. So it's like, you know, you come in there, you look at what people are drinking, what they're eating, you know, their attitudes. It's a lot that goes into play. And then from there, you can start playing records. Like uh, when I start DJing a party, like I always I kind of like fish the music, like throwing a little bit of bait mm -hmm. to see which direction to go in. Mm -hmm. So like the first three, four records that let me know which which way to go. And then after that, like I'm not. Like some DJs have like playlists mm -hmm. that they go through. I don't play like that. I just I search like if I'm digging in a crate. So I'm <laughs> always searching through records or like my computer. It's not like a set playlist and I just go in there and, like I'm just going to play all this in a row. Yeah, because the same playlist doesn't work in every party. Yeah, for sure. And what's that feeling like? I always ask DJs this when you know you're in a groove and the crowd's feeling you and it's like. Man, it's like two hours straight and nobody's sitting down. It's just wild for two hours. 
it's it's kind of crazy but for me it's like sometimes i feel like i'm just partying <laughs> like i don't even feel like i'm djing for them like right. i'm djing the stuff i want to hear sometimes <laughs> but it's such a vibe that everybody's grooving so it's like all right we all partying then like <laughs> <laughs> I love the it idea. Feels good. I love the idea, Gary. He would come up to the booth and be like, "Play this song." Oh man! Every All single time. time, I feel like you gotta have like a no requests. Like, yeah, you know what I do sometimes though? My friends think I'm crazy, but sometimes I'll play the song that these people ask for, just to let them see that that ain't it. <laughs> and then they go sit down. Like, my bad. I thought it, you know, I I thought it would have yeah. Oh, <laughs> they like the only person dancing. Everybody's looking like, what the fuck is this? You're like, it ain't, like, it, it ain't you know, hitting like that, told bro. told you, this ain't it. Because like, some, some people are persistent. They'll come back like 10 times like, please, man, I'm telling you, everybody's going to go crazy. Watch when you play this. And I'm like, all right, stay right here so you can see what like, I see. I'm going to let you witness. I'm going to let yeah, you Yeah, like here, here, press play, actually, here. <laughs> you press play. That way, when, it, when, when they look, what happened, be like, oh, that was him. I yeah, they're know, like, like, you know what? Can I get you a drink? Right like, do what you do. Don't listen to me. Let me get you a drink. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> right, some me. Go enjoy. I'll do my job. You do yours, my friend. Right, right. <laughs> Crazy. I love I it. love that. Oh man! So of course, being a hip hop fan and growing up in New York, uh, sneakers, man, you you it was around, it was on the block. Everybody would come out looking fresh. When did when did you start realizing sneakers were a thing, and when did you get into sneakers? Um, I've I've always bought sneakers, but I I, I never really considered myself a sneakerhead. Um, just like a bunch of my friends start saying like, "Damn, you a sneakerhead? You a sneakerhead?" I'm like, "Why you say that? Like, you always buy everything." I'm like. I don't know. I just and the thing is, like, I'm not like a a collector. Mm -hmm. Like, there's people out there that really like mm -hmm. collect sneakers. I just buy what I like. Mm -hmm. And for the last like 15, 20 years, I've bought like the same sneakers over and over. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, like white uptowns. I probably have like 30 pairs. That's classic. Over here. Mm -hmm. and it's like, but Dre. I always keep a brand new pair. Like, cause it, it don't matter what season it is. I always have like a pair or two extra. You know, Jordans, you know, you're always going to buy Jordans. Like, everybody buys Jordan. But I'll buy, like, the random New Balance. I'll buy, like, random Adidas. I'll buy random Asics. Like, you know, so I don't know. I just always loved kicks. I always loved, like, looking clean because growing up, I didn't have it. So when I could afford mm -hmm. it, I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I always want to look fly. Absolutely. And I think that's something that we talk about in the show a lot, right, is buying what you love. And then also, like, when you get that adult money and you get that first paycheck, it hits different. It's like, all right, Foot Locker, where you at? Like, <laughs> prepare right. a kick, but I've been eyeing. Like, before we started this call, I was like, let's talk about those wave runners right there. <laughs> right. Um, but I do think style is such a big, uh, a big thing and a big piece of it. How has your style kind of evolved along with your DJ style over the years? Um, It, it kind of like, uh, a lot of people don't know, but. I worked in fashion, not fashion, retail for like 15 years. Um, I was a display manager at H&M for like oh, a long cool. time before I actually quit my job. Um, and, you know, working there and going to like doing the campaigns and going to the meetings for the next season and learning what the new style is in London, Paris and all that stuff. So kind of definitely helped with my style because like, you know, years ago they were calling it like metrosexual and all that i was dressing like that years ago wearing trenches and jordans 
people were like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I like this style. Like, Then everybody started doing it a couple, two, three years later, you know, dressing casual with some dope kicks and mixing, matching styles and textures. So definitely explains my personality and my DJ style because it's just it could go anywhere. And that's the thing we always say on this show, though. Like you said, like, oh, I'm not really a sneakerhead, but it's like, but you are, though, because our thing is like sneakerhead is not about, oh, I get everything that's out or whatever, because we always say in our shout out to our, our, our friend Big Waz, like a true sneakerhead is not about the fresh stuff that comes out. It's about buying what you like. Like you go to the sneaker store, it don't matter if it was release day or not release day. You go to a sneaker store, you can find a pair that you rock with because that's how right. you know you're really into this. Yeah, that's that's my problem. I feel like... <laughs> Even if I go somewhere and they don't have what I went looking for, I'll leave with something else. Like, nah, but these is kind of dope too. Like, I'll make these work. I think I got one shirt that actually matches these or something I could wear with this. Even though I probably don't have anything, I'm just making it up in my head. Like, I just want them. I can relate but, yeah. to that one. Um, when you, so you're obviously you're a DJ. You DJ for the Wendy Williams show. You're also the DJ for A Boogie with the hoodie. He's got an album he's finishing up. You're about to go out on tour. Yeah. Um, when you pack for tour over the road, like, all right, you know, you got your stuff, your equipment, all that. What's the sneaker packing process like? Um, So I always go by, like, I guess what the season is. Um, I pack according to the season, but I always go with, like, go, go, like, go-to kicks. Like, I'll pack some Yeezys because they're comfortable. You know, I'll pack two, three Jordans or something like that or, you know, some dope, some dope kicks, whatever to go with whatever I'm bringing, but I always pack one pair of comfortable kicks that I could wear, like, every day. Being that we're ripping and running, we do, like, when we go on the road, we're doing freaking media, we're doing interviews, we're, like, mm-hmm. sound checking, we're mm-hmm. shopping, mm-hmm. we're, like, outside eating, like, we're out all day, so it's, like, you want to be comfortable. I have to ask, though, like, what if it is a snowy day and that looked by and i'm gonna give you some context on this question because i give gerard a hard time about this all the time because when i pulled up to all-star and i met gerard for our very first time mm-hmm. my man was not wearing some kicks and he was like there's snow on the ground and i was like you got to get the lunar force ones or you just rock the trees that have a little bit more grip on the bottom or you get that crep protect and protect the shoes so how do you feel about that and what are the other challenges that you face on the road um I, I'm not like one of those people that freak out if I'm wearing like dope kicks in the snow. I really don't be caring. I actually wear all my sneakers. I don't just leave them in the boxes. Um, that's why some of my friends like want to kill me. They're like, you wore these? I'm like, what I bought them for? Wear them, bro. Like, so I wear all my kicks, but you know, um, if it's crazy, I'll definitely I have a pair of Tims with me or something. Like I always have constructs. I'm from New York. You always gotta have a pair of constructs. Always gotta have. These and then Tims. I do have like some foam posit um Air Force Ones that Ooh. I wear that are like Teflon. You know that they they never get ruined in the snow or rain. I like that, CJ. We gotta get you a pair of those. Listen, listen. <laughs> uh, it, 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 I happily wear my shoes out. It's just that if the weather's very inclement, I'm like. Ah! Maybe I'll wear something else. 
<laughs> right. That's wouldn't all. wear like suede kicks. Yeah. Like, I really don't. Yeah, like, but that was not crazy. I wouldn't wear a suede kick. But I know Jay's right. got more than just suede over there. Yeah, unless one of his way. The, the, the faux rabbit leather is not coming out in a snowstorm. Right. None of those. The, the, the Jordan 11 is not coming out in no snowstorm. Nah, nah. We're <laughs> no, not doing that. That pop the rain slides right off. It's real yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it real nice? Tell me about how rain or snow slides off your patent leather. I mean, you know the time I fell outside the garden. <laughs> you did. So we'll save that story for uh, Feats in the Streets, the after show. You got, you, you got horizontals. Oh, Little, literally banana banana slip, but it wasn't even banana. It was ice, and you got you levitated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, channeling Dua Lipa on that one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, man, this is dope. Like, so... Look at when you're when you're working with an artist and like they just finish a, a, a record or project and you're about to go out. Like, what is that process like? How I mean, how because DJ right? So much of it is how you help them prepare for the show, right? So when I, right. I, I go back to verses, right? Even though verses is a battle and it's different, like of course you know the locks and Jada Kiss like killing killing on verses all summer, like right. doing his thing. But so much of the locks powerful performance were was due to technician right like DJ, he yeah, was on point. point right so like right. for you how does that process go when you're working with the artist when you got to go out on the road yeah so it's you know a lot of artists like younger artists don't really understand um putting a show together some of them think if they have a, a hit record they could just go out perform it and you know that's it but to create like a real fan base you gotta have a show you gotta have dope music you gotta have personality you gotta have a look it's a whole package and creating a full like a full-on fledged fan base so with a boogie is like he's a genius with his music he makes you know music that his fans love but for us when we perform the music is like delivering that to them and giving them a like a full experience of when i saw that record live like i love the record already but when i saw them perform it live it was like insane so with him um in his early days he would just come out literally and just perform it was like you know it was just regular he's young he's still learning then when i came on board um they pretty much gave me like leeway to to create the show so it's like i'm kind of like the music director shout out to s dot he's one of the band members um me and him go back and forth and our, our, our production manager, uh, Brother Hassan, he's actually the Locks production manager. He's a production manager for the Fugees. He did like the Rough Rider tours. He's been with a lot of people, but um, they respect my expertise. So when I put it together with my DJ ear, the show flows a certain way and we do dialogue now in between the songs to give segues into each record and hype the crowd up and call and response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a whole experience. Like you make them feel like a part of the show and you know, it, it's just crazy now that the way we are performing, like it's insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that because I think to your point, a lot of younger artists don't get it. Like, yes, you got a hit record, whatever, but yo, you are putting on a, a show. A show right. has to have a beginning a middle and an end, right? You are looking right. for, points to get the crowd they feel certain emotions so they rise then exactly. you want to bring them to a certain level then you want to yep. get them back and and that but you only know that if you obviously have reps doing it but also yep. like when you're young and you go to a show you know like you know obviously we go to shows i mean not as much now because of covid but when we go to shows you know who's a good <laughs> right. performer and who's a crap performer right and i'm like ah yep. this person knows how to put on an entire show i get what they where they're going with here and some people you exactly like, 
right, what is it? And it's, it's like, you know, at shows, you can do those records that are like album cuts that people love, mm-hmm. you know, and they could, you know, you could rock with them. They could sing it word for word with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you bring them to that moment where they're always going to remember that. Like, if you look up the hashtag A Boogie with the hoodie or look up A Boogie hashtag or DJ Omani hashtag, you'll see like tons of clips of just random people in the crowd just singing their hearts out like you know like <laughs> we're just going crazy on stage and you know it's it's all about giving them an experience yes mm-hmm. an experience in that moment in time right mm-hmm. like losing themselves and just being there i love that i mean is there one moment that stands out like was there one special show i mean i know drad said everything's been a little bit weird lately but pre-pandemic was there a moment that you were like yo this is like the dopest shit ever yeah we um it was actually two shows and they both happened like back to back so like 20 i want to say 2019 we did right before pandemic we did um we we did summer jam and mm. we were like co-headline oh, we were, like, fire. second or third and we did like this whole the first time we did the michael jackson intro mm-hmm was insane because when he walked out like we were home and we were like almost headlining giant stadium and then we headlined this year but with the storm and stuff it wasn't the same but when we did the show that year was our first time being like prime time at home 70,000 60 something thousand people in the in the audience and when he came out, like everybody would just scream, like literally, like it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> that was that. one show that we were just like, "Yo, this was insane." And then the other show was right after that. We did Rolling Loud in Queens, mm. and we headlined one yeah. of the main stages there at Shea Stadium. I mean, uh, I forgot what they call at it. City, City Field, Field, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We headlined at one of the stages there, and we went crazy there. Both shows were at home. And there was actually one more show what we did in Toronto. Um, this was in 2018. They were still doing like the Veld Festival. Mm-hmm. Hundred thousand people in the crowd. That was the biggest crowd we ever did. Hundred thousand people. Like you couldn't see the end of the crowd. And literally, we had them in the palm of our hands. We was doing anything. <laughs> they was just going crazy. <laughs> I love that. No, oh, that, that's incredible. That so as a DJ, right, as you said, you're the musical director, you're kind of setting the stage and you're telling right. the story. Have you noticed and seen the ways in which the need for the crowd to always have their phones and capture change the energy of live performances? Like, it's like I'm an old head, right? So like for me, right. I mean, I remember going to concerts when I was young. We had no cell phones. You were just there. So it was you just put like, some lighters up, right? Jordan? Right. You actually pulled a lighter like, out of your I'm pocket. Actually, I'm going to need an actual lighter, not exactly, like the not a cell phone. Cell phone and so you were you were lighter. locked in on what was happening because <laughs> you were having to look at. Like, have you seen like, wow, mm-hmm. this is we got to change our energy up for this because people locked in on some other stuff. Right. So what we do is we make them um, part of the moment. So now, you I know, before that. it was lighters. Now, you know, I'll highlight a boogie. And black out the arena and be like, I need you guys to be my spotlight. So use your cell phones, record this moment, and shine the lights on the okay. stage. Okay. And you know, we we get them. They like, mm-hmm. oh my god! Like, you know, they'll be part <laughs> of part it. Of it. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's the way to flip it. But we're in a generation where everybody's grew to their phone, man. So it's like no way around it right now. And it also, um, 
they create a lot of moments with their social media mm-hmm. and like you know viral clips of people doing crazy stuff singing you know taking shirts off whatever it is i don't know <laughs> tiktok in right gabby <laughs> oh yeah for us for right. the after show that after hours <laughs> <laughs> the after hours tiktok <laughs> it's in the streets oh man no that 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 is dope man um so, like, you know, we're going to get into um, shoe and tell in, in, in just a second here. But, like, for All you, right. like, sneaker-wise, like, what are you seeing in the industry, like, in terms of, like, what's coming out from Nike, Jordan, Brandon, Adidas, New Balance? What are some brands that you're like, yo, man, I'm liking I'm liking their, their style and, and, their, and their flavor that they're putting out? Um, Honestly, I'm always on the same stuff. I've been, lately, I've been jocking New Balance. They've been putting That's out some moment. dope stuff yeah, lately. They, they've been having some good stuff lately. Yeah, um... You know, Jordans is like, you know, yeah, just doing a bunch of colors. Yeah. <laughs> There's some independent brands that are doing stuff um, like Air Kai, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Omi and the Hellcat. You know, those guys are doing their own sneaker. It's pretty dope watching, you know, people people like us putting their stuff out. So, um, but, you know, just the basic stuff, Yeezys. I always go for the comfortable that look good. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Because I wear, like I said, I actually wear my kicks. So that's what I really go for. And yeah. I always try to go simple. I like it. Well, it's like me and my Stan Smith, man. I'm like, man, let me get another pair of these Stan Smiths. Listen, I had those <laughs> so many times. I had to take a break. <laughs> or the Wave Runners, you know? <laughs> or the Wave Runners, Kathy. Right. What? The 700s. They hit different. <laughs> it, was, it was one point where I was buying so many shell toes. <laughs> like for some reason I was just buying shell toes like every color that came out white and red white and orange white and black white and high tops this I was like alright I gotta chill out <laughs> ain't even kind of check <laughs> that, that's, that's my the, go to they not even cut dude, that's what, wait a minute y'all cutting a check hey I'm saying hey Adidas are you listening to this hello hello is this is, thing is on this thing on? hello Adidas they, they don't need us no more they making too much money <laughs> with Yeezy well, nah, I mean, nah, wow nah. That was classic, though. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they, they are. I mean, and, and you're right, though, with Yeezy. I mean, whew, that that is Boy, killing them, killing them out there. And and even that with like having Jerry Lorenzo over there. I mean, it's just kind of like, right. all right, man, like it, it's never, you know, Nike is who they are. Right. And right. it's, you know, because of where they are, market, market cap, all that you ain't you ain't top on the giant. But I mean, Adidas is doing their thing. Right. And it's almost like. All right, well, we're firmly going to be the best number two that ever existed, right? Or like, and we're, we're going to carve out our spot because you ain't coming for That's number it, two man. either. They did. Everybody they carved out the spot. Mm-hmm. Big facts. Speaking of lanes, oh, I see what you, know, you did we have there. Up next, <laughs> Stay tuned, folks, because coming up next is America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for deal kicks. Don't go away. What's good, everybody? We're back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for Joe Kicks. Listen, y'all know about Sneaker Galactus and his wife, Adina. Listen, they are doing the damn thing over there at AnotherLane.com. Make sure you guys get over there. I was just telling uh, DJ Omanaya off, off, off camera, I was like, look, man, you want to find any kind of rare pair? Chad will find it. He don't call himself Sneaker Galactus for nothing. That dude yeah. will find it, Okay. And it's just a great community for people who love sneakers and who love the history of it and who just love the community. And it's a great place. So make sure you guys get over there. Check that out. All right, man. It's your show. Shoe and tell. Show us what you got. Tell us why you like it. Um, 
I don't really got anything special. Just a couple of favorites. Um, you know, the Wave Runners. <laughs> super Nothing duper special. comfortable. For some reason, I never match these sneakers. Mm. I'll just wear them with anything. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm wrong with that. Just like, said they match everything. <laughs> yeah, like I just wear them with whatever. This is like my fourth or fifth pair of those. I left <laughs> a couple gets... of pairs overseas. I'm having a hot flash over here. Festival. He said I left a couple of pairs overseas at a festival. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Australia, <laughs> we did a couple of festivals and they just got dogged. I was like, all right, these ain't coming back. <laughs> I can't put them in a suitcase with all the dirt. You're right, right about that. Um, You know, I got the taupe fours. Yeah, man. Crazy. The crazy thing is, I really don't be keeping up with the numbers or the names of the, <laughs> the Jordans. There's so many. But I like this colorway, yeah. so I bought them. Um, Taupe's nice. I like the Taupe. Uh, the, the four, yeah, the four is a nice ass. silhouette. The four is a great silhouette. That's my favorite. Um, I got the Union Fours. Ooh, I bought these nice. a while back. I just started wearing them. Um, I just love these joints. I don't know why. They're like one of my favorites. I have not peeled the tongue up. I just saw a video that you could peel the tongue up. <laughs> So there's like a string here yeah. that you could pull out and the tongue gets bigger. But you ain't trying to do that. I right just now. never did it. <laughs> I don't want to because I feel like the tongue is going to be too big. <laughs> um, I got the boots. Oh, I mean, th- those are those are classics, man. Like, I, yeah, I bought these are the, the original release. So I've only wore these like a handful of times, but I do love these joints. They're super comfortable. I have like ten pairs of different. I remember colors, when, when they came out, everybody lost oh, their mind. Yeah, this this <laughs> was like the that? this was like that first release. Like these joints are old. You can see the bottom is like it's like 2015, right? Like yeah, yeah. I've had these joints forever. They still look new. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Are, this, yep. Those are so comfortable. Nothing like those 350s. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, like honestly, I, I think we're like shoe soulmates because. <laughs> I'm like hit after hit after uh, hit. You, you the know the, the, the Jordan three. That's that's my favorite silhouette yeah. of the threes. So yeah, and if it's that shy pair, yeah. So I I love these as well. Uh, these are like my daily shoes. This color and the, the cement joints. Yep, yep. Like daily wears. The red cement. Um, love those man. Got the quantums. Ooh, I like okay. these. I got these actually. This is the second pair. The first pair I got was from a friend who worked at Adidas. He gave me, like, a sample pair, and um, he got in trouble for it. But <laughs> we swapped we swapped um, favors. I got I got his kid at the Boogie concert. Kid got to meet Boogie, right. take pictures, and hang out. Trade. And he was like, yo, it's I'm going to give trade. you my sample pair. I was like, all right, bet. Fair trade, fair trade. <laughs> right, worked out. But then I ended up getting them again with the blue tint on them. But I love these joints as well. Fair That's trade. That's another great right there, too. Yep. This is like the last pair of oh, show and tell. Yes. Um, the, the fives, white baby. Fives. Yeah. I got them in white too, or that cream color, but I barely wear those. That's not at all, Star J. These are like mm-hmm. daily wears. Also, you can see I'm like be dogging these joints up. I take them overseas. I, they like Teflon. <laughs> so. But you you, you gotta yeah. wear you gotta wear your kicks, man. That's what we always say, right? I always tell my friends that, man, you spend all this money on these sneakers. They're like, yeah, but I'm going to resell them and get my money. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I, I always joke about that and with Gerard that, like, every now and then, one day I'm going to hit on something big. And, like, that could be, like, my retirement check. And I'm like, 
Nah, I think I'm gonna wear them to the grocery store. <laughs> like that's how, that's what it's about. Right. I mean, unless you got like some red October's brand new in a box right. or something. You know, right. Which yeah, I don't about those. Yeah, exactly. Or like <laughs> those, you know, those uh, Back to the Future Nikes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You make two hundred dollars. You ain't getting rich. <laughs> that, that's that's the point, right? Sitting on them joints for eight years and making two hundred dollars, like, bro, come At on. At best, man. like, give me those nineteen eighty five dunks. Well, not, not only that, as we learned from Sneaker Galactus, um, Gabby. Yo, keeping your shoes in boxes and whatever, at the time they start, yo, the, the material starts decomposing. Deteriorating. Yeah, yeah, man, you got to take them joints out and wear them, put them on. <laughs> I had a pair of the, the original foam pennies, and one day I took them out the box, and, like, the whole sole, like, came off. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, man. Straight to the trash. That's the thing. Ugh. Got to, even if you just put them on just to wear around the house, just to, like, you right. know, yep. just, just to stretch them out a little bit so they're not, you know. I have, like, a whole wall like over here of sneakers and I'd I'd be too lazy to wear some of them but I have some um Air Max ones that are like probably worth a few dollars and I just never wear them because I can't get to them. They're like at the bottom of the stack. I'm just like, all right I'll get to it another time. Look at you wish you were shoe soulmates. Definitely you're saying all the right things right now. (laughs) See that you're you're speaking directly to our heart, man. Listen we, we we appreciate having you on, man. Uh, good luck with the tour coming up, the college tour, all that, with everything with A Boogie. Uh, let the people know where they can find you and uh, find A Boogie. So uh, you can find me on Instagram and every other social media platform. I know Instagram and Facebook and all that was down today, I think. Yeah, they were wild. But I heard it's back on, so people are like having the time of their life. <laughs> you can find me on every social media platform at DJ Omanaya, DJ O-M-I-N-A-Y-A everywhere facebook instagram twitter snapchat uh also i do a morning show on twitch um 7 a.m to 9 a.m every morning on the eastern standard time um it's a super vibe you're getting ready for work the gym you know getting your kids ready for school whatever it is you could tune in and just vibe out we play clean music where well, i play clean music high energy you know just get you ready for your day um and as far as the A Boogie Tour starts November 4th, we got about seven to eight dates all in the Northeast region. Um, most of the shows are almost sold out. So if you're trying to get tickets, I suggest you do it now. I'm going to do a ticket giveaway on my Instagram. So if you want, you can follow me and I'm going to do two pair of VIP in every Ooh. city we go to. Ooh. So you get to come to the show and then I'll bring you backstage to meet A Boogie. Yeah, I mean, so, folks. Come on. <laughs> Listen, this is what we know. Right. So. Let's go. Yeah, man. <laughs> album coming soon. And uh, also, I have a single out. It's called Pull Up with an artist named Bags the Boss. Okay. It's on every platform. Um, you know, iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, Tidal, everywhere. Love it. It's called Pull Up. DJ Omanaya featuring Bags the Boss. Pull Up. All right. I love that. Yeah, you also you mentioned you played baseball growing up. Uh, so you're a baseball yeah. fan. So who who are you? Mets, Yankees? Where were you at? No, Yankees all day, man. Oh, so you got, right. a, got, got a got a big game coming up tomorrow. How you feeling? Yeah, man. I can't wait. (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right, guys. And you know where to find us, of course. We are part of that Count the Dings family on the Bomb Podcast feed out on Tuesdays now. So make sure you check us out. And, of course, we are on all social media platforms at Kicks and Shit Show. And until next time, peace. Peace.